This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 125 of the TNA Crosslight Podcast. I am Bob Collier Jr. He's Dallas Gridley. I still have a head cold. It's going great. Dallas, we are a mere, what, five days away from the twist of fate versus the stroke. Hardy Jarrett. Dude. Swanton versus the stroke, I believe, is the uh, one of the taglines. I prefer the date with fate. The day with fate on September 8th. That's right. It's got to rhyme. But before we get to that, we have one more episode of Impact, which is today, September 3rd, mm-hmm. 2004. I don't believe they really announced anything on the uh, last weekly. <clears throat> I don't even know if they really announced anybody that would be appearing. So who knows who will be here? Um, Dallas, how excited are you to get Pass this episode into the final episode of the asylum. I thought you were just going to say how excited are you for this episode. And it's hard to be excited for something I don't know what to expect. But I am extremely excited to get through this episode to the final weekly pay-per-view. Guys, this is pretty big. It's going to be our final Thursday episode as well because of this. So moving forward, our episodes will be dropping on Saturdays because, as you guys already know, our shows drop 18 years to the day that these Impact shows happen. And we're going to continue that trend going forward. That's going to happen for TV specials, our monthly pay-per-views. And um, if for some reason we get that 11 a.m. Sunday spot, we might have to switch this. Uh, you know, I guess in our case it would be we'd be switching to Mondays because it's two days later. So. But we'll cross that bridge if we ever get there. Or if it's in like three years, it's in three years. I don't know. Or if there's going to be times where every four months we have to change the release date. Because that's what happens with TNA. We have a while before that, right? I think so. Okay, then I'm not going to worry about that. I think when they change um, networks, we should change uh, podcast providers. (laughs) We're going to be exclusively on... Potomatic. Potomatic. I don't know. That's what I think. You know, it's not a bad idea. Um, Yeah, so as Bob noted, we are coming off our second-to-last weekly pay-per-view. And unfortunately, we broke our streak, Bob. Bob gave the show a thumbs down. I gave it a thumbs in the middle. And a reason I think it was a little different, well, but besides Bob being stubborn... Uh, I just didn't think it would advance anything. It got us prepped for that final show very well. But I enjoyed the matches. The show was the show was good. That sounds like more of a reason as to why I would say thumbs down. It didn't progress anything. Yeah, but that wasn't your reasoning. That's fine. I kind of feel like it was. Like, I didn't feel like anything happened. Well, that's because it didn't. And I paid $10 for it. Dude, you can make me pay $10 for 
anything. And that's why your opinion ultimately on this show. Oh, please. Is, is bias. I put my TNA bias aside, and you know that. That's a fucking lie. You know I do. So that stop, is stop your shit. Lie. I've done it since day one. I've put yeah. my bias aside. I gave it thumbs down before without you even having to tell me to. I've gone into shows <laughs> dreading them. I mean, Bob's choking. He's laughing so hard. Uh, no, I have this fucking head cold in uh, September now. Well, and just guys, don't worry. Bob does not have COVID. Nope. I made him take a test. He's good. Yep. I even checked on him, making sure he was okay to get on and record today. We're ready to go. Uh, he He's only saying that because um, he wanted to um, go to trivia. And if I was skipping out on that then uh he would have he would have gotten to that and so well, if, if bob skipped out i wasn't just gonna sit around and be like well i guess i'm gonna do nothing no tonight. but you no but you messaged me trying to see if you could go no because by then i already told him i had plans it was too late i already said no you could easily go back and say oh wait i'm free unfortunately that's just not how it works I think that's exactly how it works. And I was checking on my friend. That's such a fucking lie. I mean, it was. We talked last night, and you weren't doing very well, and I was concerned. I don't believe that at all, but okay. No, that's fine. So, (laughs) let's talk about what happened on the show that nothing really much happened. Uh, Besides a couple good matches, I would say. I I enjoyed... A majority of the matches, besides what the last three. So I enjoyed half the show because there were six matches. Uh, we opened up with that huge three-way tag team match where the Naturals defended the tag team titles against America's Most Wanted and Triple X. Then Kazarian and Michael Shane defeated the team of Chris Sabin and Amazing Red. Now, in case you guys want times, twelve minutes fourteen seconds for the first match. Uh, Kazarian Shane's match was eight minutes five seconds. Mm-hmm. Pity Williams defended or defeated Sanjay Dutt. He also defended the X Division title and he retained in eight minutes. Then Three Life Crew, they teamed up with their newest member of the team, the Midnight Rider, <clears throat> Dusty Rose, to defeat Team Canada's Bobby Roop, Eric Young, and Johnny Devine. That match went six minutes, four seconds. Crowd went pretty crazy for that. It was, uh, they, they were enjoying that one. Uh, Eric Watts and Sonny Siaki teamed up to defeat Abyss and Alex Shelley, with, of course, Desire and Goldilocks ringside. That match went 5 minutes, 56 seconds. And now officially, Sharkboy and D-Ray 3000, their contracts, they're free. They are no longer, and mind you, they were chained in, uh, like, a boiler room backstage, so they're they're not really free, but. Basically in Abyss's home. Right. Um, And then the main event was AJ Styles and Ron Killings defeating the team of Dallas and Kid Cash in 14 minutes, 45 seconds, in an asylum street fight. And it was kind of a mess. It was a cluster. Yeah, it was uh, It was a mess. Sorry, I had to turn the light on, Bob. That's why. Yeah, he literally muted himself to say, hey, turn the light on, because he can't get up and turn the light on. I doesn't work with the switch. These dude. are my type of working conditions. Doesn't work with the switch. So, Bob, what do you think that the readers of the Wrestling Observer thought about that show, our last episode? Uh, I'm going to say they went thumbs down. 
Well, you'll be uh, glad to know that Zero gave it a thumbs down. So this is, and this is when you tell me nine people said thumbs up, three people said thumbs in the middle. No, four gave it thumbs in the middle at 9.8%. 90.2%, or if you got to fucking know, 37 people gave it a thumbs Whoa. up. Whoa, double digits. That's right, dude. We got to 41 votes this week. What do you think was voted on as the best match from that show? Uh, the opening match. Yes, that's correct. The tag team title match. The uh, uh, street fight was voted second. Wow. What about the worst match? <sighs> um, fuck. I don't even hang on a minute. I need a visual aid for this stuff. <clears throat> I will say the uh, Eric Watsiaki Abyss Shelley. That's right, which is kind of the one that kind of brought us down as well, I thought. Uh, yeah. And then th- the three life crew match was in second place for the worst, mm-hmm. voted on by the fans. Now, the crowd was down to around 900, with the upper deck empty, and based on pre show lines, it looked to be only 15 to 20% paid. Not great. <laughs> yeah, not great. Uh, the Naturals, of course, as we noted, kept the tag team titles in that three way. Storyline was that James Storm was selling his back. Uh, he was hospitalized last week after the show, so he was he's he was hurt. So they were just really working that. Now, um, uh, we we hasn't it been noted that uh, if you paid, you would you got into explosion or something. Uh, that was I don't know if that's still the case because there's really no hasn't been there's no about. way because if you go on the Brian Turner VHS Rehab, which is not a sponsor, um. He has plenty of explosion. Uh, right. I think, I think that no was a, way. I think they probably, if I was to guess, tested that out, realized it was a really bad idea. And that, because yeah. it was supposed to be like you got into explosion and you also got like the better seats. Now, I do think you get better seats. If you're, if you're paying and you want to sit ringside, I would assume you are going, because they let paid in first. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, now, most in the crowd, and for that matter, even the trainer and some of the wrestlers thought that James Storm selling his back during this match was legit, uh, but it actually was scripted. So pretty much about him, you know, how much he was uh, selling it in the match. Um, Amazing Red uh, hasn't been the same since coming back from knee surgery, and Chris Sabin seems to have lost some of the fire he had after uh, in the we know that uh, P. Williams retained the X Division title over Dunn, which he says was fine. So he's very quick notes about that, those couple things there. Uh, which I think they're all great, so whatever. Now, the Midnight Rider angle, live had the most heat of anything in months. At least according to Dave Meltzer. Uh, part of it is that Scott DeMore and Team Canada have turned into heat machines, and that Three Life Crew are the most popular face act in the company. Oh, though- my. Get out of here with that. What? <laughs> yeah, this has been said for a while, dude. People love the three, three line crew. crew are the most popular baby face ring going. No way. That's what they say. I don't know, but he does note that even though they're the best, even though uh, they aren't, they don't get pushed. And Conan and James really have really come on with Conan doing great promos. I I cannot. Under any circumstance, believe that. Uh oh, Dallas is covering his camera. That must mean that something's going on. And he's muted, folks. 
she what was she making? <laughs> you know you know what's going on there what happened i got served this delicious burger and she was topless oh just kidding oh those are good okay we're gonna save that damn it look at that Dalsia and his girlfriend delivering food topless what is this hooters huh, you think so she just stood there and waited for me to turn around i was like cover your camera and i'm like what okay anyway no, so about Conan doing great for most blah blah. Uh, in the ring, they are working a lot better as both have gotten in a lot better condition. And Team Canada are all good at making their opponents look good. Of course, the storyline was mainly Demore going crazy in the early '80s. Manager screaming that the Midnight Rider was Dusty Rhodes. After the match happened and such, Buck Tanay and Don West were having fun with it, pretending they didn't know. And Tanay said that he thought it might have been Buddy Rose. So that was an after. My apologies. That was before. We haven't got to the after part just yet. But. So it could have been Buddy Rose. We don't have we don't have proof. And he did bring up the fact that Ryder beat Ric Flair for the NWA title in Miami Beach, but then was stripped of it when he refused to take the mask off. Then, of course, mm-hmm. we know that Rhodes uh, came out with the ticket. Tanay said that he missed the return of the Midnight Rider. Russo threw a fit which led to a Rhodes versus Demore match on our next episode, and Brousseau is the special referee. Uh, Siaki and Watts beat Shelly and Abyss due to interference from Watts' wife, Georgie. Yeah, it was, wasn't was good, but was kept short. Uh, this means the end of the angle with Sharkboy and D-Ray 3000 is being under contract to Goldilocks. And the main was another good brawl with Styles and Killings over Cash and Dallas when Killings used the axe kick on Dallas, I believe from the middle or the top rope. Post-match had Cash do a Hurricanrana off the top rope to the outside of the ring on Styles, and both again went through a table. They ended with a big brawl, with everyone ending when Hardy reverses Jarrett's figure four into a Texas Cloverleaf to build up their singles match. Shitty. It was not very good. Yeah, it was pretty poorly done. So, whoa... Okay, so that's that's the rundown. I believe I don't know if any other notes really relate to last week's show, but I got some fun stuff to talk about. So um, I don't think I have anything else to say about that show. Dave covered it. We already kind of covered it. Let's just get into this. Oh wait, my apologies. Apparently, this is kind of related. I don't have a specific note, but Tracy Brooks, uh, who Alvarez notes is going to kill herself one of these days, was banged up after smashing her head on the ring steps during a match last week. I don't know exactly which match, because I don't even remember seeing that, but noted nonetheless that um, apparently she kind of hurt herself there. Well, she has taken some just ridiculous bumps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so a little bit of a peek behind the curtain here, uh, Dallas. I'm on this whatnot thing. Are you on it? Okay, so I was going to – hold up. Okay, so I was going to tell our fans in case I get excited, because you know what? It's kind of related. I'm saying it. This is related I, to the podcast. I just, it is because, but I just need to know, like, how do you, how would you end up buying something? Okay, so, guys, one eye is not a fucking sponsor of us. Me and Bob like wrestling figures. They're the major pod guys are selling rare figures tonight, and basically, yeah. how the way this app works, Bob, is it's like Instagram Live and eBay kind of together, and usually it's a bidding I think I'm thing. On the Instagram Live type of and you kind of usually it says bid at the bottom and you hit bid now tonight they're only doing buy buy oh so it just says pay i got you i see it well not no it'll not even say that it'll pop up 
at the bottom, just say buy it now. Once they're they haven't put anything up yet. Oh, once they start doing okay, I got you. Correct. Um, and if you already have your payment information and shipping in, you should be good to go. And why I'm telling everyone this too. I'm trying to get some rare TNA fix. It's related to the pod. You think I'm going to edit this out because Bob was talking about an app? No, I'm not. Okay, let's dive into some more notes. I got to get my other earbud so I can hear the prices for this while I do this podcast right now. This is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. What is Bob doing? What is Bob doing? We're 16 minutes into the show, and Bob's freaking running away so he can buy figures. What is happening? Okay. Okay, Bob. Oh, so it would be in the store. They said it's in the store. How do you refresh it? Okay. You don't. You don't have to refresh it. It's saying you got to go to the store. Okay, so you have to click the store when it's there. Okay. That's good to know. This is very interesting. Okay, anyways, let's let's talk about some stuff while this is going on. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Bob, if, I, if you're paying attention to it and you get a TNA fig for me, can you please just let me have it, please? I'll try to help you out. I appreciate that. Okay, um, morale was said to not be very good in the locker room this week for various reasons, not the least of which is that most of the guys feel the company only cares about a few wrestlers and everyone else is stuck in stupid storylines that are going nowhere. This so, is impossible. <laughs> this is a this is impossible, Dallas. I know. All right. So yeah, morale's low. Um, I, this is a pretty interesting one, and it's actually one I almost wasn't gonna read, but I almost felt like I had to. Okay. Uh, there was an interview with Mortimer Plumtree the other day. Oh, remember him? Yeah. I remember him. Uh, well. Suffice to say, he's not coming back anytime soon. He said the original idea with the Johnsons, which he attributed to Bob Ryder, was that eventually the Shane twins would rip off the masks. <laughs> oh, I just lost my place. They'd rip off the penis outfits and turn on him. Then Plumtree would bring in two new penises for a big dick feud. <laughs> oh, my God. Apparently, he also said that um, he left because he couldn't stand, away from, uh, stand being away from his family and got no respect from many higher ups for all the hard work that he put in. And he made less for working 60 to 80 hour weeks than some guys did for five minute matches. Oh, wow. So he was happy that he left and he buried Russo. Um, so you want to hear this? This is a, this is quite a bury. So this is from Mortimer Plum Tree in 2004 guys. Okay. Quote, my impression of Vince Russo is that he lacks on a professional side, mental and emotional maturity. They may not like every person I work with, but I work with them to put out the best product possible. Oftentimes, it seemed Vince was more concerned about committee process than individual creativity. By that, I mean he played politics with those he traveled with and those who he felt were against him. As a professional, you work with everyone. I didn't sense he was capable of doing that. Vince is a salesman. He can sell anyone on an idea and make it seem like the next big thing. But he doesn't have the mind to develop the idea past his initial knee-jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. There is no depth and no plot development. That's why he sets out to copy characters uh, or storylines from television and film. I think that's why Vince 
needs to surround himself with so many people, hoping for the creativity to flow from others. Unfortunately, uh, most of the people he picks are only creative with themselves and not other talent. It should never take two hours to produce a pre-taped segment. It will if you direct by committee process. So he's just shitting on the whole process, right? Uh, it won't if one person takes charge and bangs it out. His point of view and opinion are that just as valid as anyone else's, it's the way a person goes about it that matters. Finch should consider that the people who are trying to help him realize his vision may not necessarily be the people he considers to be friends. I hear he has changed now, and... Oh, I almost got something. Uh, I hear he's changed now, and it seems to be genuine, but his involvement in TNA for the past few years has, my opinion, done more irre irreparable damage to the organization to the point where an uphill climb is just that much steeper. So what do you think about that? Uh, I'm going to say I completely agree. This is a lot, Because huh? a lot of times I feel like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that Vince has a good initial uh, storyline and then pretty quickly loses the plot uh, or just kind of gets lazy with it. So a lot of times an angle will start off like, oh, that's really strong and interesting. And then it just kind of sucks it does seem to be like that i do feel like i mean i i think it's an interesting point to bring up and i think it's something we've even mentioned before right yeah and, and i was um i've been like you know watching a lot of uh tna vince russo era right and i think that if he was solely focused on let's say just the undercard or just the main event scene uh, he might have been a lot better, but when he, I think, is focusing on the total show uh, as a creative writer, I think that maybe it gets a little bit too much for him, and then uh, angles kind of start to crumble a little bit. Right. I think that's a fair point. Okay. You want a you want a hard hitter, or should I end with a hard hitter? <coughs> you do what you feel like you got to do. Okay, I think we just need to get it out of the way. Okay. Um, at TSA, at the Nashville airport last week, they found a clear pipe in someone's bag. Oh, God. Would you like to guess whose bag, Bob? At the TSA? Yeah, so when you're clear going through pipe. security. Right. <sighs> a clear pipe. Mm, I'm going to Raven. No, it was um I think so. It was Double J, Jeff Jarrett. What? Yeah. Jeff Jarrett. They found a clear pipe in his bag uh, when he was checking on a flight out of town. Jeff uh, Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. This blew my mind. Okay. Now, airport police were called to the scene. Uh, Jarrett said he didn't know how it got there or where it came from. Oh, bullshit. The Conrad, pipe... ask him, Conrad, where is this hard-hitting question? Hey, why did you have a crack pipe in your fucking luggage? Let's go. Come on, ask it. Well, is this clear? We don't know what kind. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, the pipe was confiscated, and Jarrett wasn't charged or cited. Uh, there were people who were very concerned about this one because Jeff is the, the point man in negotiations with FSM in case they would want to steer clear. Is it's not like it was a wrestler in the situation where they could suspend him for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that happened. 
That blew my mind, dude. That's funny. This one's kind of crazy to me, too. Jerry Jarrett will be promoting shows in Nashville with Burnt Prentice, using some TNA wrestlers and local indie wrestlers. Uh, They will be using the USA wrestling name that Prentice has been using forever in Nashville with his various startup, Sell, Take Over When the Other Guy Fails, Cycling of Promoting. Uh, The first show will be on October 2nd, and it will be called Music City Memories, which sounds a lot like a nostalgia show. Um, that's quite interesting. Right. What, what was the name that he was using? Music City Memories, or you mean the company? The company. USA Wrestling. Right. Okay. Uh, it's also noted that it's they're saying how it's interesting if they could be used be able to use Jerry Lawler because obviously in Memphis that's a big deal, mm-hmm. and he works a lot of indies. But WWE doesn't allow their wrestlers, uh, or sorry, they don't allow them to work against TNA talent as we've heard in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, who knows? Uh, they will take over the explosion time slot on WNAB-TV in Nashville on September 11th with a show hosted by Scott Hudson. Jarrett, this is Jerry, remember. Jarrett will be booking and pro- producing the shows as a press release sent out by the promotion said they were attempting to get TV in several markets and run a territory of weekly cities. And now, you're probably wondering, well, wait, doesn't Jerry Jarrett we still see with TNA? Well... Mm-hmm. He really has little to do with TNA these days, and those close to the situation say he's bored. Plus, he wanted to show Panda that they made a mistake of pulling out of Nashville market, since both Jerry and Jeff were against it. Okay, but he still has probably some level of um, interest in TNA, right? You would think some, yeah. But hey. I mean, Nashville, they're, they're not making money in Nashville. Right. Um, in other news, not great news still, that's, uh, that Sabu has been hospitalized in Lansing, I think it's Missouri? Michigan. Michigan, my bad. Lansing, Michigan. Missouri's MO, isn't it? Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. Hey, there's that Syracuse University. Okay. Yeah, my bad. I made a mistake, Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, he assists in his back, and they don't know where he uh, and they don't know where he got them. Uh, plus, a viral infection. At this point, he's not expected back in the ring for a long time. With the word we've heard being months. Mm. Well, that ain't great. Uh, CZW uh, made a pay per view their pay per view debut recently. Really, they debuted on pay per view with a taped introductory show on September second, and the first taping on. September 11th, they were informed that no TNA contracted wrestlers could appear on pay-per-view, right. which eliminates Alex Shelley, Amazing Red, and Sanjay Dutt, who were all booked for September 11th. Shelley was scheduled on the show to face Chris Hero, and Dutt and Red were going against Jimmy Rave and M-Dog 20. Both matches will take place on the live show in Philadelphia, and TNA is not removing them from being able to work for CZW, but their matches will have to be edited off of the pay-per-view show. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay, let's just let's keep it going, man. I told you, there's a, lot, there's a bunch of interesting stuff here. Um, I'm surprised that they were on paper. Amazon, at that point, was very hardcore. I'm surprised that they would have a uh, pay-per-view. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. Spot there, yeah. Now, besides getting <laughs> the show moved, 
both Saturday nights and Sunday mornings have been talked about, with the former seemingly more likely as the as the latest that we've heard. Jeff Garrett has talked with FSN about doing quarterly primetime TV specials, similar to the old Clash of the Champions on TBS. No deal has been reached on that, though. Oh, that was kind of interesting. Quarterly specials? It was just the idea of them, like, randomly doing these shows on TBS. What? TNA. Yeah. Doing, like, Clash of the Champion shows right now in 2004. Oh, okay. No, I thought you said they were going to be airing on TBS in 2004, but you're saying you're comparing it to Clashes on TBS. No, 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 no. Yeah, they're... They want to do TV specials. Right, right, right. Similar to that. Okay. Right. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) They're going on TBS and they can't get a better time slot on Fox Sports Net. Right. It's no idea. I think that's a good idea. I do like the idea of specials, though. I think it's a fun idea. Yeah. Um, It's noted here that Salvio (laughs) Vega and Luke Williams, the IWA bookers, were scheduled to come in for a meeting with Jeff Jarrett on September 9th. Now, the politics are interesting here since Dutch Mantel sends talent and does some of the booking consulting with WWC. It is believed that Vega and Williams will tell Jarrett up front that for them to do any business, they will have to stop doing business with WWC. And that would include Mantel working there as a consultant. They also don't want Mantel involved in any of the talks. Jarrett initiated this last week when he called up and asked Savio Vega to come to Orlando and see if they could do business. So just politics shit. Of course. Um, this is kind of disappointing news here. Is that Raven is in the doghouse? And his, ma- his major heat with Jeff Jarrett and Mantel for complaining to Dixie Carter. Oh. And Dave notes, you'd think people would have figured out the score, uh, the score on that one from what happened with Johnny Fairplay. Now, Johnny Fairplay, uh, another thing we can just dive right into. Because Mantel and Jarrett were so strongly against the idea of bringing Fairplay back, bringing Fairplay back. And doing the Rupert match, that not only is it off again, but Fairplay has been told they want to buy out the remainder of his contract, which is 18 weeks. Wow. So they want to be done. I wonder how much that would cost. I Yeah, right? That's kind of what I'm wondering. That's but. weird. 18 weeks and we didn't get we weren't told how much he was uh making right i don't recall i'm gonna say no just because i don't remember no they would well wait a minute is the contract guaranteed or is it per appearance it might be per appearance i don't remember well, if it's probably per appearance just let it run out right because if it's like a year and you're paid per appearance and there's let's say 26 appearances just don't even bother using them right um, here's a big one for you. I'm wondering what do you think about this? But there's apparently a lot more talk regarding using Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Now everyone knows the downside, but Jarrett is thinking they need to add star power to the November seventh show. Of course. What do you think about that? Of course they do. Now we've heard Kevin Nash's name thrown out quite a bit here. Um so I'm curious if that's ever even gonna happen. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if it happens, Bob. Uh, well, we, you and I both know. Okay. Well, it, yeah, well, yeah. I'm just trying to play dumb, but I'm, it's interesting. Yeah, well, we can't play dumb, Dallas, when it's been 18 years and we've all pretty much watched all of it. So we already know what's going on. 
Okay. Kevin Nash ends up ending a really another famous undefeated streak here in TNA. Wins the world title. Everybody knows about it. Sucks. But he did in WCW. He did in TNA in 2008. It's just what's got to happen. That's not true, but... Um, everyone expects cool. a major upgrade in packages and specials on wrestlers with both the addition... Uh, on both of those things, with the addition of David Zahadi. Now, we've talked about David Zahadi before. And he started working on specials of talent this past week. Even for guys like Glenn Gilberti, Raven, and Johnny Swinger, who aren't being used or brought into TV to have stuff filmed. They've also upgraded the equipment. He's already been working on stuff for the pay-per-view. Zahadi, whose work is heavily praised within WWE when he was around, including winning awards on one of his pay-per-view commercials, thought he was out of the wrestling business when he left WWE. Bumped into Jeff Jarrett, who asked him if he was interested. He's brought in for some shows. He liked the atmosphere, and then he signed on. Well, that's... uh, Anytime you can improve your production, that's probably a win. It's always a positive, right? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, The reason that TNA is airing on a six-month delay... On the wrestling channel in the UK is because they are attempting to get a current pay-per-view deal. Impact will be added to the the, the wrestling channel lineup, which includes old pay-per-view shows as well as old explosion shows. Uh-huh. Which means what? They exist in a format that can be shared. Yep. That's exactly what that means. And yet they don't do it. Right. They probably think that, oh, nobody wants to watch squash matches and it's like no but i do oh yeah of course Uh, it's noted here that kid cash's latest interview was not even a major topic of discussion at the shows this week i'm not exactly sure which um which they're talking about here but i uh i thought it was interesting that he's apparently doing more interviews or maybe it was a recent one that we've already discussed and i'm just forgetting which is definitely definitely could be the case right i don't do you recall one recently that happened I mean, the, no, there was just the one where he was like, I, I need to be paid more, and, like, this sucks. Well, he kind of did two of them, though, didn't he? We knew that one, and then there was another one where he was saying that people, like, did bad things to... Yeah. Um, I think there was... What, didn't one come out that was from, like, May? Maybe that's... No, that was, the, that was the big one, I thought. I think the big one was from May, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, he just who knows? talks a lot, and a lot of his stuff, a lot of his complaints are. Uh, I think there's merit behind them. Yeah, that's fair. So. Uh, speaking of people in the doghouse, oh god, Terry Taylor's in the total doghouse, at least for his ideas. Really? Apparently, there's a running joke that uh, in that Taylor makes suggestions at meetings, and Jared and Mantel always blow him off. Dave says that he thinks the joke is that his suggestions are. Oh, and 642, so that he's got none. No one likes his ideas. Uh, This past week, when Taylor complained about a spot where a pinfall was going to be broken up by a partner pulling out the ref of the ring, Taylor said that the ref, when the ref can see who is pulling out to break up a fall, it should be a DQ. And then Dave kind of talks about how he hates that spot. But um, but apparently where Taylor screws up is that his ideas are often valid, but his presentation of them is lacking. So, 
No, we don't hear a lot about him, though. Um, I just want to also point that I'm not even going to need to read this whole thing. We talked about it on our last episode of Impact. We do know that NASCAR star Elliot Sandler was on Impact on August 27th, and he messed up the dates of StarCast. Starcade, excuse me, Starcade. And Dave points it oh. out. Right? Yes. When we were doing the research and stuff, we already figured out what happened, so we don't yeah. need to go through it again, but uh, he even points that out. And I have one more final note for before the show, and then we will dive into Impact, and I got a couple more we'll talk about during the show as well. Uh, regarding the Ring of Honor stuff of wanting Gabe Sapolsky to apologize and admit the knowledge of Rob Feinstein's involvement as a way to get AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels back, Sapolsky was never directly told it by TNA, although he did indirectly hear it. As we said, when the thing came down, uh, while Rob's situation probably did open the door to Tina's decision to not, not let talent work for Ring of Honor, he says, I never thought it was a real reason, given Jeff Jarrett was, wasn't unhappy when Styles and Daniels weren't putting over the company at, uh, Jesus Christ, were putting over a company that at one time was owned by him, by Rob Feinstein, as much as they were simply putting over another company's wrestling. Uh, now, to follow up on that, even though on August 28th, when Daniel's Saturday night booking for the H2 promotion, well, that closed down, fell through, uh, he wasn't allowed to work a Ring of Honor show and ended up not working on a Saturday, which for someone who feeds a family through indie wrestling, pretty much want you pretty much want to be working every Saturday. So he kind of essentially lost two bookings in that regard. It's... Uh... Bookings are uh, very important, especially if um, your uh, employer is taking a cut of it. Right. And we will, um, I do have a notes for Christopher Daniel interview, Christopher Daniels interview. Um, but I was going to hold that for the show. Because hmm. honestly, I mean, I don't think Harry lost my place. Is he not happy? No, I mean, honestly, I cut a lot of it out. He, you know what? You, you know, you're asking. Let's just say it. Screw it. We're flying through these notes. I thought we were going to be sitting here for an hour and a half before the show. We're flying through them. Flying through. Um, he did an interview with Alex Marvez. Oh, yeah, my favorite guy. Yeah. Now uh, he said that the thing about canceling the Wednesday night shows was that they were now down to one payoff a week for Impact, but he didn't mind it because uh, this was a step in the right direction and something that had to be done. Of course, walking that company line right there. Uh, he said he didn't feel like he was doing as much indie work now that he was than he was before TNA, but it helped his notoriety and that now he's working for a wide variety of different promoters. He said that it was a big positive to have steady work in TNA, though. And then uh, he just talks a lot about that. Now, one other interesting part of this that I really enjoyed is that he noted that when he started his Fallen Angel gimmick, he, quote, borrowed a robe from a local church to complete the look. Alex asked if he returned it yet, and he said, I've still got the robe. I may not be going to hell doing the gimmick, but stealing the robe and keeping it may be that breaking point. Oh. Okay. Yep. Uh, but Bob, that is, that's the notes we got before the show. I got a couple small ones. Well, I mean, it's kind of interesting that he borrowed it from a church and he hasn't returned it yet he probably still got it to this day i would i would have to think so yeah um all right well 
if that is all you got for pre-show notes, uh, yes, it well, is. Yeah, then I guess it's time to watch the September third, two thousand four edition of NWA TNA Impact. The uh, runtime for this is approximately forty-seven minutes and eleven seconds. If you want to watch along with us, uh, subscribe to the Impact Plus app, or maybe it's in your own personal collection. That would work as well. I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that is when you're going to want to hit that play button. Uh, or uh, just listen to us react for uh, the next almost hour. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. Yes, we head into one of the biggest nights in GNA history. Now, Dallas, I will tell you that it is virtually impossible to successfully win at one of these whatnot things. Yeah, it sucks. Like it's an, it's like impossible. I've already missed two out of the three things I wanted. So you guys I'm just gonna brag real quick. You guys didn't even know when I was doing that while I was talking. I thought I did pretty damn good doing that. I would say so. Bob, I want you to pay really close attention to this opening shot of this impact zone. I have not seen it However, I think it's about to be really interesting. Let's see the what they do. Opening shot? Yep, let's take a look. As soon as this intro with this awful song is done. This okay, let's see what this looks like. Yeah. Okay, we're showing the impact sign. The special thanks to the fans and attendants who braved the elements. Okay. Okay. Bob, how many people do you think are in attendance at this taping? 600. Nah, dude. Less? 300 people. Oh, my God. Um, and as, I don't need, we don't even need to hold that. Hold on. Let me get the note again. Now, look at, they, look how empty the bottom is right there, right? Yeah. They did a very, very good job shooting that opening, I gotta say. So what, is there like a hurricane or something? Yes. So I'm trying to find it. So it says Impact was about half full last week, and they had to move everyone to one side of the building to make it look acceptable for TV. This isn't nearly as bad as it sounds since with the hurricane approaching, it would have been impressed if they'd draw 10 fans. Whoever these folks were that showed up, TNA needs to treat them like royalty because they are the hardest of hardcore. Wow. I think that's a pretty fair thing to say, though, because sure. here comes Jarrett, by the way. This is not a match. He's dressed in his street gear. I can't believe it. There's only 300. Uh, well, and you can tell what side they're obviously all on. Because Jeff oh, was yeah. playing the one side uh, from like the get go. Be careful who you trust. No, just think. Yeah, look, Jarrett's facing the hard cam, right? He's facing no one. There's nobody on that side, just the camera. That's so awkward. It is pretty weird. 
Jeff. The day you rode your BMX bicycle up to TNA, he says. I wonder if you did do that. He definitely did. Oh, look, he opened the door and he promptly smacked his teeth down his throat. Nah, it was more like he was begging at his feet, like, please, Jeff, you gotta come. You just don't get it, Jeff. Now, listen, I talked a lot of shit about them not hyping up the match, and I kind of forgot that they do have impact to be able to do that for. I still think they should have done a hearty interview on our last episode, though. Yeah. Well, if you're going to have him on the show, he should not just be on there for the last 35 seconds. That's all he's been doing. just seems like a waste of a booking fee like if you're paying let's say you're paying him a thousand dollars you're paying him a thousand dollars to do something for 35 seconds exactly it makes no sense the fans are constantly chanting for jeff hardy except those mean fans There's like 17 different taglines for this. Show. I know. Take his badge. His career, my career. That's a fucking lie if I've ever heard one. Jeff, I'm going to leave you with this. Keep your enemies close. close. And your friends even closer. Do you think he's potentially hinting about Monty Brown? Um, I mean, if I feel like it has to be right. Look at this. Oh, they were showing like a really weird three life crew thing. Masawa. Did Goliath acquire his contract? Little Jeff Hardy highlight package. September eighth. And September eighth, his fate will be sealed. We've seen this package like seventeen times. No, it's not. Stop saying that's the biggest match of your guys' career. Both of them. Yeah, it's not right. What is Jared? What is a bigger match in Jeff Jarrett's career? Um, I would say almost literally any other match. Oh my god. Uh, Jarrett against uh, X Pac, SummerSlam '98. Here was hair. Oh look, yo, this Wednesday we don't care who wins the match. Jeff Hardy will be your NWA champion. Oh, God, what is Don Harris going to say? Dallas and Kid Cash. It's like that ECW-style promo, but in the middle of the show. That's weird. And in the impact zone. Yeah, that's weird. 
Oh, Abyss is coming out. I got a note. Hold on. Let me find it. Well, first, sorry, it's not Abyss. Oh, he's there, though. Abyss, Nasawa, Alex Shelley, Goldilocks. Oh, wait, sorry, I got two notes. So, you remember, uh, like, a week or two ago, Alex Shelley and AJ Styles had a dark match? Yeah. Well, apparently it was off the charts. People were said to be blown away by what Shelley could do. Um, Now, Alvarez, of course, has his two cents of, can he do it with other people besides AJ Styles? Who knows? And here comes Three Life Crew, and I'm going to find my Abyss note. So he's kind of like discrediting Shelly because he's suggesting right. that AJ can have that match with anybody, which right. to an extent is probably true. Um, so Dutch Mantel, who is a big Abyss supporter, also doesn't think that there's anyone on the heel side ready for him to be programmed with. Because, of course, as we all know, we're getting there, right? Abyss versus Alex Shelley has almost have to be a squash match, or Abyss will cool down immediately as a face. Yeah. Uh, so the face turn may not be as immediate as it looks. Well, who on the heel side would you even have him feud with at this point? Well, right. Looks like we got Nasawa and Conan starting us off here. I think that's a really good question, though. Like, what do you do? Yeah, like, how do you advance a babyface abyss? I mean, that's probably kind of a difficult task at this point. I think it's got to be hard. I, like, I don't know how. Masawa, Conan kicking us off. Conan with a hip toss. What the heck? And an arm drag. Like, behind his back, arm drag. Rolling yeah. Thunder, Lariat. Of course, the judge. Larry Zabisco, once again, is our judge. Is that a surprise to anyone? No. Hammering away on Shelly Abyss. Almost splashes Shelly, but it stops in his tracks. There he is. Wearing the ugliest shirts you could ever imagine. As he has been since the 90s. He must really hate being the only oh, oh. championship committee guy that has a uh, that like has to appear at these shows. They made it sound like we're going to see some next week. No way. You don't think so? Uh, no, it won't be uh, Terry and Harley. It might be like, not Terry Funk, but like Terry Taylor. You know, they'll probably replace somebody. That'd be so that ridiculous. BG and Abyss now. Abyss with a forearm to immediately deck at uh, BG James. I can't. I still can't wrap my head around Three Life Crew being seen as the most over babyface act. People, people love them, man. You're telling me that they're more over than Jeff Hardy. I don't know, dude. People love fucking Three Life Crew. They love them. I don't know, man. I'm I'm wondering if someone's feeding lines to uh, the newsletter to make them seem a little bit bigger than what they are. You think so? Yeah, I can see BG James being like, oh, Dave, we're the most over group. 
in the company right now. And then he'd be like, okay, I'm not Shelley, there. I believe it. Shelly's in the ring with BG now. Both double down. Can we talk about how BG James, he does the thing where he's like, yeah, I'm going to be sitting with Impact Wrestling here soon for their pay-per-view. Uh, but I really think I could help AEW out with a lot of stuff. Like, I really think I could. I don't know why they won't hire me. Well. Is that I mean, what killing's in? I don't understand what he thinks he could help them with. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I don't either. Because I'm sure all he would be bringing is, um, like, WWE things. I don't know either, to be honest. Maybe he's a really good producer. Maybe he's a better producer than he is a worker. Look at that. Split, ducks the clothesline, face buster by Conan on Abyss. Double clothesline, knocks him out as Killings taking care of Nasawa. Shelly going after BG. He gets tossed to the outside. Oh, Abyss caught Caught by Abyss, yeah, wow. Oh, he's going to get the X kick on Nasawa. All right, you won. Usually he runs for that. He did not. That's it, baby. That's a one, two, three live crew. We dropping like bang. Three live crew. Friend of the show, Conan. Is that true? He shares our posts all the time, so to me, he's a friend Goldie of the Logs show. is a friend of the show. Conan, Go- I don't think, has ever once acknowledged us. Not like Goldilocks. Goldilocks might be our number one supporter. <laughs> Probably. Why not? She just wrote. We love that Goldilocks. We, we, yes, we do. We just. Yeah. She just posted that we are her favorite podcast. Yeah. Nice to know that uh, my pal, my uh, PayPal money cleared. So that's good. <laughs> Here's footage of Kid Cash pummeling AJ Styles in the corner of the right hands. Oh yeah, I forgot the Hurricane run off the top through a table on the floor. That's that right, happened. dude. This was insane. Oh. I like this camera angle from behind the announce table. You see Don West kind of going crazy. That's good. Who's this? Who's this coming out? Some muscle guy. Oh, it's Kid Romeo. Hey, hey, hey. Romeo. He was, I'm surprised they haven't used him more regularly. He was fun when we've seen him. We're seeing him a lot on Impact, and I do feel like he could be... Why can't he be a mainstay in the X Division? Yeah. Maybe Uh-oh. he has a better job. What is this? He's got a table. What, is he the yep. king of the tables now? Oh, my God. He's got Pyro, dude. Kid Cash. AJ times... AJ? What does that mean? That's what it says on the table, that. Uh, Dallas is carrying that. Sorry, I didn't finish my sentence because I was trying to listen to Down West. Yeah, but what does that mean? AJ times AJ. Oh, you I, can tell it's a ghost town in there. What? You can tell it's a ghost town on the wide shot. Oh, yeah. Maybe you know what? I'm wondering if it's just his name and the X is like where you're supposed to put him and they just happen to write it twice. That's what I was thinking. With Are we overthinking X. this? Is the table just simply his name and then the X is like put him here? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Kid Cash was rolling Wait. a 10 minute time limit. I think Tanae said it's. I think AJ. I think Tanae just said there's gonna be a tables match between Kid Cash and AJ Styles. 
well, okay. Well, Kid Cash immediately starts off with a twisting vertical suplex. We're just getting results on the bottom scroll here for this Wednesday. This episode. Kick the KID. Oh yeah, he's fired up, dude. Kick Cash, the Master Karana. He went to his bikers this time, though. I I know Romeo's the top of his head is blonde, but it looks like he has no hair. So it's kind of throwing me off. Like he's a male stripper, but he is balding. But I know it's just blonde dye. Well, there's the money maker. We'll do it. Holy shit, that was a quick one. Maybe he's getting that. Getting that push. Oh, Daddy said your power plant. Which doesn't exist anymore. Okay, let's see. Well, they were just about to put Romeo through it. What's he going to do? Is he going to hurricane run in through the table? Or no, he's not. Looking like a frog splash, maybe. Oh, no. He almost tipped over. Oh, right through the table with a frog splash. That was good. I love the up high shots. That's a nice way to cover for the crowd, yeah. too. Just show above. I love it. Yeah. Let me just say, though, when I saw the number, I was like, what in the fuck happened? Yeah, I would be uh, a little worried. But if there's a hurricane, that kind of gives them a... Gives him an excuse. Okay, I wonder yeah. how many times that happens, where it's like, oh, hey, there's a hurricane coming in. Like, it's not Shane Helms. So well, we the, have to, the thing uh, is, like, I didn't think about that. Why would I, I guess, right? Right. Just a video package here. I have one more note, but I can kind of say whenever, because it doesn't really fit in anywhere. Huh. I'm trying to hold it here, but... How about the referee being me? Yeah, Russo's going to be a special referee. Can't wait. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Am I right? Yeah, I'm probably you, right. You never know what will happen on pay-per-view. Okay, another highlight package of the tag team title situation. Of course, James Storm, his back is hurting. He's got a boo-boo. We're not entirely sure where, but he did work a uh, War Games match, so he's probably not that hurt. Right? Yeah, he's hurt, man. No, I mean, he did take it pretty carefully, too, but he's not... Why did they just show that part? And they tried to throw him into the post, and he clearly did not go to the post. I don't know. Oh, God, Daniel's going in that turnbuckle was so brutal. And naturals are so smart. Uh-oh, Shark Boy song. Shark Boy, yeah. Who is he losing to? Uh-oh. Cult favorite tag team. D-Ray. D-Ray and Shark Boy. They're free. Free at last. Free at last. Finally, dude. They don't have their fucking rubber legs anymore. No. Shark Boy. Oh, oh yeah. Who are they fighting? I don't even know they're fighting. Is it the Naturals? 
Oh, fuck Gaddis. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. They're fucked. Well, you never know, man. The Nationals did have lost. They lost. Didn't they lose to Mikey Bass and Drell Clark? Now they did. A few weeks ago? Yeah. So you never know. It's kind of funny to watch these guys come out and they only acknowledge one side of the arena. Because, as you said, there's literally nobody on the other side. Well, I guess he's posing to the, the camera. Because there's nobody <laughs> on that side. Now, so as soon I, as I say that, and now he, I think Chase Stevens is the same thing. There's nobody on that side. I'm almost thinking I shouldn't have told you to see if you would have caught on to it. I don't think I would have caught on to it. I really don't. I think I would have been an, an idiot to not, and I would not have realized that there's nobody on that side. Right. Because I you don't got, think the camera's even showing anything on that side. Dude, they're doing really good. This is the, the, the good part of doing studio wrestling. Right. Chase Stevens starting off with D-Ray. He just oh. put the pick in his pubes, and he fucking got a right hand. Or left hand, remember, sorry. Remember, he is a hot shot. He is a hot shot. He used to stuff things in those tights. Trust me. It looked like this dude had zucchinis fresh from the mm-hmm. garden stuffed into his tights, and he'd wrestle. Yeah. Oh, he got the comb again. Wait, that was in the guy's pants. So you're telling it me is. he just took pubic hair and then put it in his own hair? Shark it's Boy, in the he's doing that. What the hell's wrong with this guy? Shark Boy. Elbow off the middle rope to Chase Stevens. That was called the Frobuster that he picked his hair and then did like a uh, like a head drop. Oh. Okay. Well, there's like a face buster thing on uh, Stevens. And this is a clothesline. Douglas yanks him down by the fin. And now... Stevens is a stomping away. Speaking of Chase Stevens, and on that Brian Turner VHS rehab uh, channel, I have stumbled upon numerous uh, Chase Stevens matches against a guy by the name of Chris Michaels. I have not watched any of them, but just by the thumbnail, I'm actually quite interested in potentially uh, watching them. Just a fun fact. Dallas has no idea who Chris Michaels is. Chris Michaels was in TNA for a bit. Oh, was it? He had like a match with his uh, brother, right, Rick? Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Well, I'd like to give everyone an update. I won nothing. It's impossible, dude. I think in that situation, on that whatnot, when they're selling it at the what the retail price was when it was being sold. Well, they had fifteen hundred people. They. That's what everyone's saying. And there's 1,500 people on the stream, which I've only seen about 500 max. Wow. Two NWA Tag Team title bouts Wednesday. That's a pretty big deal. What? They're defending the belts twice? Yeah. I don't know if I like that. Just when we thought they couldn't keep going with the storyline. They're defending the title twice. Shark bite to the butt. D-Ray loves that. Chase Stevens does not. Pulls him back, going for a back suplex. Lays him out. What's D-Ray about to go for here? Are they about to win? No, they're not. Oh, yeah. Andy Douglas didn't move Chase Stevens out of way. No, he really. sure didn't. But he didn't get all of it. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. No, you oh, got to you you get him there. Oh, fuck. Natural, Natural disaster. disaster. That That's a three, right. dude. 
I gotta say, love the natural theme song. Love the way they've been transitioning to their finisher, even though if that one was a little bit sloppy. I well, really I, like the naturals. I think Douglas looks a little frustrated with how that sequence went. Yeah, he does. Look at him. He's like, fuck. Would you say that Douglas is the leader? Yes. He's the Sean, right? I kind of think so, too. Um, you know, Okay. Now, that's an interesting question. I think he's the Sean. Is he the sh- I think he's the leader, but I don't know if I would say he's better than Chase Stevens to make him the Sean. Okay, yeah. I think I okay. like Chase Stevens. I think Chase no, Stevens, okay. I, I think Stevens is better than Douglas, but Douglas is the leader. Okay, I agree with that. I was using the Sean Marty as like that, you know, same idea. But no, I agree. I see what you did. We're seeing these little promos again. Styles, Shane Kazarian, uh, Bobby Roode. I like these, especially in front of the tunnels and shit. Yeah. Yeah. The tunnel vision. Well, if you guys are following along at home, we're 24 minutes, 28 seconds into the show. Oh, my God. Fuck. Nope. Nope. We are. Let's not even mention his name. No, we're not mentioning his name. Not mentioning his name. There's a scumbag on our screen Piece right of now. shit human being uh, is getting an enhancement opportunity here. And he's a low-life piece of shit. I ain't even so, posting that on our social media page. We're not Fuck that guy. We, yeah, we have. I know that we have the uh, due diligence here of uh, providing commentary, but this—he's a piece of shit. So if you uh, need to know who he is, I guess you could just look it up yourself. Uh, but not a fan of it. And luckily, uh, he is going to be losing to uh, Scott Demore. Team Canada, Scott Demore. Look, he's wearing Bobby Roode's jacket. That's awesome. Or I guess he hasn't worn it yet, right? So what will be his jacket? Oh shit, yeah. Maybe he wears it maybe he wears it elsewhere. Oh, uh, dude, I don't know. I don't <laughs> he might not wear that until his like not Team Canada run. Well, that's literally his jacket. Right, no, I know. I've I've seen him wear that. That's Absolutely. the jacket. That's so funny. But I'm saying, does he not wear that till like late 06? Well, I'm only thinking, what if he does it in, like, a different company, like the BCW oh, or something okay, like that? Okay. Right, right, right. But I don't know that. But in TNA, yeah, it's a while. Yeah, Impact is a long time. Wait. It's my distinct pleasure. Oh, former five-time Canadian heavyweight champion. Member <laughs> of the Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame. True Canadian national treasure. The Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Weighing in at a I can't say this. at a slim, trim, buff, jacked, ripped, chiseled, two hundred three pounds. I like how Borash literally was like, I can't say this. <laughs> this is Team Canada coach Scott Demore. Oh my God, Don Busco's one of his thighs weigh two hundred three pounds. How much do you think Demore weighs here? I'm so bad at weights, dude. He's not a I, tall guy, and he's really not that big. That's what I'm saying. Tanay just said he, he's maybe 300, 300. I don't think he's over 300. Okay, well, I'm going to give you my note during this match. I low-key was potentially saving it for it. Um, you remember our friend, Pat Kenny? We haven't seen him in a while. Right. Well, since Irish Pat Kenny wasn't getting over, they're going to repackage him as the Empire Saint, uh, which... You know, we'll see how that goes when it happens. And now another uh, part of this note. And he's going to be a, like a vigilante, right? 
I think it was something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then another part of the note notes that one of the new ideas being batted around for house shows is to run them on Monday nights. Hmm. Okay. Why? I I don't know. I mean, I believe this is in like Alvarez. Yeah, Alvarez. He's like, are they dumb? Basically, is what he says. Which, to be fair, is a fair thing to ask about this. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Demore, can we finish this, please? Here we go. Headlock. Is that Cobra Clutch? Cobra Clutch. Just tap out. He fucking sucks. Oh, Cobra Clutch leg sweep. One, two. No, he's like, I'm not done yet. Come on, Demore. What's up? What are you going to do here? A Monday night house show. I mean, Raw's still doing pretty decent numbers, and it's not bad. So. Holy shit, Demore does oh. a moonsault. Okay. Now, remember, he gave Jerry Lynn a run for his money. 15-minute match a guy gave him. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And it felt like a fucking Iron Man match, like of a 60-minute variety. That was a torture. I can't imagine fucking Demore against uh, Dusty. Thank God. Thank God. That's over. The demoralizer. Okay. Who's got a microphone? Let me get him out of there. Yeah, throw him. Throw him on the side of the road. He's a scumbag. That was just a message for you, Dusty. Enjoy your last few days. I'm putting an end to the so-called American dream. Uh, one last thing, Dusty. We got a f- few parting words. Native land. Canadian national anthem, beautiful. <clears throat> I hope to more uh, beats on Dusty Rhodes. Monty Brown is up next. Well, that's a little positive. Yeah, we we need it after that. I've been wondering for two decades where the Midnight Riders been. Sure Looks like have. we found him. We're just over 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 35 seconds into the show. Or if you're Bob and weird, we got 16 minutes, 31 seconds left in the there show. There you go. See, you know. You know what's up. I'm not going to hate on that as much with just impacts, but with the pay-per-views, I'm telling you when you're like, Okay, we got one hour and 35 minutes left. I'm like, that still sounds pretty fucking bad. Especially when we've already watched like an hour 40. <laughs> and it's like, hey, we still got the whole show. And it's like, okay, great. No, you know really, what I'm going to do? I'm going to be like, cool, you know, we watch whatever. I'm like, Dallas, we still have a Wednesday night pay-per-view length to go. Ugh. And you're going to be like, damn it. But you know what? Those shows... 
the paper, the I feel like the three hour pay per views um, aren't going to be a drag. No. Goldilocks, Shelly. Oh, he just called Abyss moron. I'm shocked that the heels are saying. Oh, Raven wants Jared to win because they got unfinished business with the world title. You're damn right they fucking do. Maybe he's not in the hot seat anymore. We're having he on him. Who's this? Oh, Adam. Is that Adam Flash? It is is. Adam Flash. I don't know who that is. Bob, enlighten us. Uh, Adam Flash is a uh, mostly Northeast competitor. He definitely is a CZW guy. Uh, Pro Wrestling Unplugged, which would have been about a year and a half after this. Um, I wouldn't say he's a mega draw or anything like that, but he was a CZW guy. Okay. Monty Brown, the alpha male. Oh, he's smelling us. He smells fear. I bet this match will be under a minute. I'm going to say that Adam Flash lasts at least 90 seconds. I mean, that's probably more reasonable, yeah. He's a CZW guy. He can handle a couple of power bombs. This guy goes through thumbtacks every Friday night. Are you kidding me? I want him to throw him right out of this corner and hit a pounce. No, because then I lose. Is he sniffing him? Yeah. You know what would be a funny segment? Is if Mountie Brown backed the enhancement guy into the corner, and then the enhancement guy literally peed himself, and then Mountie Brown was like, like "Oh, that's smelling fear. it." He marked territory. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, that's a disqualification. Definitely, definitely going longer. That's a disqualification in the NWA. Okay, if you throw somebody guy over the top rope, that is an immediate disqualification. So, what the hell? Oh boy! Picks him up, drops him on the guardrail. Oh. That probably hurt. That looks like he caught the rail pretty good. I bet you the directors probably don't go on the other side, Mountie, because uh, that would be bad. Oh, and he fakes out the crowd and rolls Flash back into the ring. Sure. Mountie Brown is back not... Back in the ring? Oh, injured. shit. All right, he just needs the last 15 more seconds, and I got it. Come on. Come He's on. Gonna, come on. He's going to... At least it's already in. twice as long as I thought it was going to be. That's true. Oh. Oh, Flash avoids him in the corner. He gets a punch and another punch. This could be an upset, folks. Uh, a duck's a clothesline, but not a second clothesline. He got turned inside out. So that's maybe the beginning of the end here. Are you not oh, entertained? Pop. Are you not entertained? Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh, boom. Pounce! Period. And Flash is out of it. One, two, three. Dallas, would you rather, would you rather make a hundred grand losing every match, or fifty grand and you're the champ? Uh, I'll make the hundred. Me too. But 
I think you need to look at that another way too. I and I don't know if I thought about this before, but if you're a champion, I think your longevity is better because if you left that company, oh, well, I was a champion. Now I can make more money somewhere else. Yeah, but I'd rather make money. Winning and losing does not matter to me. Well, no, I mean. Shane Bob, says, Bob says that, but guys, let me tell you. Oh, hold on. Never mind. Can't talk shit. Shane Douglas on here with Dusty. Look, Dusty's pissed. Looks like a rat. Smells like a rat. Probably is a rat. Sounds like Vince Russo's fixing to get rid of somebody. Let me talk about this pay-per-view. If you never got one, you better get this one. Biggest night in the history of TNA. Wait, can we just remember that Sting also came here? Yeah, Jeff Hardy's a bigger name than Sting. I'm ignoring you. I'm ignoring you. You think I'm joking, but like, there's potential. In 2004? There's potential that in 2004, considering Sting had not been seen for three years, that Jeff Hardy may have been well more well-known. And during the majority of Jeff Hardy's career, he was on a TV show that more people were watching compared to Sting. Well. And by more, I mean almost triple. So, I still really like Sting. So I shut your. You're just like, well, I, well, I guess you're right. I mean, if this guy's on a show that has three million, this guy's on a show that's got seven and a half million people watching. Maybe more people know who Jeff Hardy is. Yeah, but oh, here we go. Jared hands down. <laughs> so evil. Oh my God, Jerry Lynn. With his cheater glasses on. My money's on Hardy. Okay. Jeff Hammond. He's with Elliot Sandler again. Is it the same interview and they just cut it again? I think so. Is he gonna is he gonna correct himself? Uh, last time I said Starcade '83, it was actually That'd be awesome. Like the commotion, the sound, the speed. Now Elliot. You got the six-headed ring. What do you think about that? What about the speed when these guys come off the ropes? More speed. I don't know how the six sides adds more speed. More ropes, dude. I don't know. I still don't know how that really changed anything. Yeah, Jeff Hardy match coming up. Okay, nobody cares about Elliot Sadler winning a race in Texas. He's ruined for Jeff Hardy. Oh, Vince Russo's on commentary. 
This is, should be interesting. Oh boy, dude! It's the elite guard Onyx and Hernandez, which is interesting because they are not really aligned with um, Jared anymore, right? Um, I would say generally no, but they're fighting Hardy and stuff, so I do think there is at least that subtle hint. Of, well, right, right, but I'm saying like Jeff Jarrett's not like the elite guard is like on my side again. No, that was very short lived. Whoa, impact sideways, dude. Whoa! my life. All right, so that's cool. And then Jeff Hardy's going to get his own entrance here, and that will probably be about two and a half minutes. There <sighs> we go. Well, we're at 40 minutes, 23 seconds. There you go. Oh, he's wearing the weird coat. How is that? Well, he's cool in the dark, I guess. I like his little glow hands, his glow arm, his glow face. The weird and jacket, dude. What is going on? Yeah, and you said he was almost go. He was almost going back to uh, WWE, right? Did he what? You said didn't you say like Jeff Hardy was almost going to go back to? Uh, uh, I do think I remember that being said. But he couldn't glow there. Is there something? Is, oh, you spit water Yeah, he just spit it out. They immediately hit Hardy from behind. The bell has rung. Oh, dropkick to Onyx. Hernandez. Oh! Okay. Oh. He yeah, might be hurt. Hernandez might have got knocked loopy on that. He went flying over the top and, like, did not brace himself at all on that. Oh, my God. Hernandez is hurt, dude. He did not even remotely try to even catch Hardy on that because he's knocked loopy. Holy shit. And then he got kicked in the head by Hardy just for extra punishment. That's good. Knee dropper. That was fucking brutal. Two count on Onyx. Onyx is a mainstay in the PWI 500s, usually in the high 400s, but uh, he's made it, and that's all that counts. Put up or shut up. That's what you do here in NWA TNA. Hernandez drops AJ over the apron face first. These two will have quite a few tag matches in the history of TNA. Different partners, but this has got to be the first, right? That will happen. Uh, has there not been like a six man? I do not recall. Okay, well, maybe it's the first traditional tag match. That's what we're gonna say. Yeah, we'll say that. Onyx tossing AJ into the corner, and he tags back in Hernandez. AJ sent into the corner. Hernandez, clothesline, Onyx, going to clothesline him as well. Double shoulder block. So they hyped each other up just to do a double running shoulder block. (sighs) Hernandez got the cover, but Posey's not paying attention because, you know, Jeff Hardy's a threat, and that's a two count. 
Okay, we'll clutch. Locked in on aging. Rick Posey's like, yo, you going to give up your little bitch? You going to tap? Nope. He's just going to let go. Do you think eventually, if you kept the camel clutch on in that situation, that they would tap? Yeah, or pass out. They have to. Right? You have to. Oh, my God. Because, like, even if it was days without food. I mean, oh, I if Haley oh my God. Kicked him right in the face. He's fucked up, man. He's fucked up. Hernandez has to have a concussion, right? Because, like, if if falling to the floor didn't, he literally just got Pele kicked right in the face. Here comes Onyx again. And then AJ's going to kick him away, right? Yes, there he goes. Jeff's going to get the tag. Doesn't Jeff look disgusting because he's covered in, like, green water paint? I mean, I would say he doesn't look great. He looks nasty. It looks like he had explosive diarrhea, and it just yeah. went all over his body. Baby shit everywhere. Baby shit, yeah. Alien vomit. Yeah. Modified flatliner there on Onyx, but Hernandez makes the save. AJ oh. leaps off Hardy. Hurricane Rana head scissors? No. Yes. Oh, my God. Hernandez tried to counter into a power bomb, and then uh, Styles just threw him right out of the ring with that Hurricane Rana. Hardy trying to go to the top. Onyx catches him. Oh, Moonsault reverse DDT onto Onyx. You know what that's going to set up for, Bob. And I look at that. Styles even moved him into position, so he didn't have to bullshit. Not a great shot. Camera shot, but he hit it. One, two, three. We were almost strictly hard cam for that match, which is really weird. Hard cam on every match. That one, I felt like, I felt it more than others, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Well, Hardy and Styles win. Jeff Hardy looks god-awful right now. Yeah. Okay. Jarrett says history, or sorry, Russo said history will be made. That makes me nervous. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. He's saying that Jeff Hardy's about to win the title. I'm nervous, Bob. Here's our traditional uh, end-of-show promos. And Dusty, America's Most Wanted. Doesn't matter. Gold's coming home. Tag team situation's got a little cloudy. I can't believe there's going to be two tag title matches. Triple X, baby. Veil question, Andy Douglas. How many times are you going to have to beat AMW? Probably a bunch more. Believe that. Yeah, Chief Steven. Believe it. Next week, I'm going to hurt you and introduce you to pain, bruise, and agony. And of course, you know who we got to end on. Last guy to always talk. Jeff Jarrett, right? No, the alpha male. No, Jeff Jarrett's going to say something. Nope. We always go off the air because guess what? (gasps) Period. All right. Good point. And there we go. We went off the air. All right. Well, Dallas, what did you think of the episode? I thought it was fine. 
His impact. I don't know. These these current impacts, I, I think they're fine. So I'll give it a thumbs up. It was easy to get through, as they always are. Jared's promo in the beginning was, was you know, it was good. I think it was needed. You had Hardy, Hardy win a match with Styles at the end. And we uh, we heard from Dusty, we you know, stuff like that. So I'm saying we're good. Um, not the strongest. It's not a it's not a strong show, and I'm really confused as to why both on the Wednesday show and this show there wasn't a. I feel like for the last Wednesday pay per view they could have done some more promotion for it. Well, now, like I, you said, you don't think they're saying it until it's over. Well, Jeff already said it's over. Jeff Jeff Jarrett That's right. said That's right. this, he did say this it. coming Wednesday is the the last one. So he has already said it. Um, I, I mean, okay, you have Hardy and Jarrett is obviously your main event, and then they've announced double tag team title match, two title, yeah, two tag team title matches, and also Cash and Styles in a tables match, right? And I do, and did you say Demore and Dusty or anything? Demore and right, Demore, Demore. and I do believe at the bottom of the screen, I saw this match announced, but it was going really quick. But I believe we know about the six-man tag team match with Desire, Eric Watts, and Siaki against Abyss, Alex Shelley, and Goldilocks. So that... Oh, and you know what? We we also do know... we I think we know everything, Bob, because then we also do know about the X Division dominance. dominance. Tag team... Uh, right. It's like a battle royal. Six teams. So we do. Right. I think we know everything because okay. Kazarian and Michael Shane got to know everything or they got to prove themselves. Right. Okay, so I think you're right, yeah. Uh, I don't know though. I mean, like this episode of Impact. I mean, is it bad? No. Uh, there's one piece of shit human being on it, which makes me really want to say thumbs down just because of his face being on the show. But obviously, in 2004, they didn't know that he was uh, a scumbag. Um, but all of that. I mean, I'll, I, I'll give it a mild thumbs up. There was nothing. It keeps uh, the street going, man. Action-wise, there's nothing horrible. And nothing crazy either. A couple nice bombs, but. Yeah, yeah, but like nothing like crazy, like awesome by any means. So yeah, um, well, we kind of just ran down the card already. Uh, biggest show ever, they're saying. A date with fate, Swanton versus the Stroke. Holy shit, Bob! I can't believe we finally made it to the end of the Nashville Weekly pay per views. Well, we're about to, which is absolutely insane to me. And it's, I would say, it's the end of the. Of the first era for TNA. Oh yeah, you have your asylum. The asylum years. It's about. To, I mean, it is. It's done. The asylum years are about to be over. Right. So it's, it's crazy, crazy that I don't. I don't know how many different eras that we would say there are. Um, I. This is certainly one. Um, I think you could argue. We really don't see another one for a while. And what what I mean by that is, I feel like once they get rid of the NWA name in the titles i think that kind of ends another oh that's a really good point and then i think after that it's obviously hogan bischoff i was thinking that the era um which would kind of coincide with now but uh until they go uh, they get two hours that's fair to say but i agree with you with the whole getting rid of the nwa like a fit like the titles and everything that's definitely an end of an era. So I would even say. You get a little yeah. sub. 
you got some sub eras in there too. Yeah. I agree with the two hour thing. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, prime time, maybe, prime maybe time. The, when they first go prime time, that's yeah. probably that's probably a separate era. Okay, I think that's even a better thing because once from here we're on FSN. Once we make it to prime time, that's huge. Prime time, yeah. So I think you would even say prime time TNA era starts then and then ends. You could end that with like the NWA um, vanquishing their namesake, like that run. Yeah. Because two hours is when they go. I mean, I guess they would be. Well, wait. It's hard to say that two hours is like the actual era because then they eventually, of course, they stay that way. Well, because there's a time where. So when they. Okay, so when they go to their first major network, they don't get prime time there. They're at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, right? That's a fair point. I think you're right about that. So you have that stretch. And then I don't know when they. See, I think. Okay. I do think we're just gonna say it. We all fucking know. I think the spike. I think spike is an era. I think once they get on spike, yes. that is an era. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. Because that's a that's a major, and I do. I mean, we'll see it. We're gonna get there. Um, I feel like there's gonna be a difference in presentation once that can. I, we're gonna see that transition oh. over time here too. I like the impact presentation since we started it, especially compared to the weeklies. But it's only going to get better. And, like, I'm even seeing clips. I, you know, I follow all of them on on Twitter, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And you see them, and it's like, damn, that looks like a super upgrade to what we're watching because, obviously, they change it. And it looks really nice. Right. Uh, all right, my last question. All right. Now, I know we've – I think we've talked about this, I think, probably every week since it was announced that it was <laughs> happening September 8th. So, Dallas, I'm going to ask you for the final time before the show next week. Jarrett Hardy, is it the moment, is it the time for Jeff Hardy to win the title and you start your TV exclusive run with Jeff Hardy as your champion as opposed to Jeff Jarrett? What do you say? I think you need to do it. You, they need to put the strap on Hardy next week. They have to. I I, just, I I agree. I think I think you need to do it. I just think they have to. And you know what? Here's the thing. They didn't do it the first time. They put it on Jarrett. Now you're going to TV exclusively. Jarrett, it's okay, man. Give it up. Yeah. Let Jeff Hardy take this. And you know what? Dare I even say... This might be a long shot, and it's going to take a lot to get there. We're talking about that there's not a lot of top baby faces that Abyss could potentially work with. Jeff Hardy. Well, no, they were saying heels. Okay, well, my bad. I got my thing mixed up. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett could be a heel he could work with. Yeah, why don't, that can be a thing. If, that's if right. Jeff that was Hardy. They were talking about turning him face. That's turning right. that's, him. I, I got confused. Well, you know what? I agree with both of those statements anyway. If Jeff Hardy were to not win it, the only way I would allow this is if Mountie Brown won it at Victory Road. We had a while to really be waiting for that, though. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying. 
No, that's the I, that's only way point. I'd be like, okay, I, uh, all right, Jeff, Hard- Jeff Hardy is not going to, you know, piss me off too much if he doesn't win. The he should is, win. Right, the problem is that we have to immediately switch into a Monty Brown feud. Yeah. I almost feel like Monty Brown has to then screw Jeff Hardy, yeah. Jarrett be mad about it. Like, you, I wanted to do this. I'm mad. No, no, no. No, I think what's going to happen, here's a way you could get out of it, and this is something that Russo would do, is Monty Brown screws over Jeff Hardy, and then Monty Brown's like, Jared, you owe me a shot now because, like, I helped you. And then Jared be like, yeah, 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 I will. And then, like, he doesn't. And then Monty Brown's like, this is bullshit, dude. It's been however long. And I still haven't got my title match. And then they're like, okay, well, you're going to get your shot. At, you know, then there's, like, some kind of gauntlet or battle royal on, t- on TV. Mm-hmm. And Monty Brown wins it, and then Jeff Jarrett's like, "What the hell, man? What was that about? I I was gonna give you a title shot, and then he'll be like, "Yeah, you are gonna give me a title shot at Victory Road." In Victory Road. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sure that's not gonna happen, but who knows? You I don't dream, know. dude. Yeah, uh, it will be interesting to see if the the Tennessee crowd has any kind of different reaction to what is provided to them. Knowing mm-hmm. that uh, this is the end, could they turn on the main event? That could very well happen. They could they could just shit on it and ruin it for everybody. Who knows? But uh, Dallas, you have anything else before we get out of here? I don't think so, man. There is a lot covered on today's show, a lot, um, and I'm really really looking forward to watching next episode show and finishing it. Yeah, and then we can truly. We can truly, I think, live our best life here on the TNA Crestline podcast, and I hope everyone is going to continue along that ride with us because it's only going up from here. Yeah, it only took us nearly, what, two, almost two and a half years? Almost two and a half years, man, and we hit a lot of lows. Oh, yeah, we did. But I truly think there ain't going to be a lot of lows going forward right now. There's going to be a couple little potholes in the road. Yeah. But I think overall, it's going to be a steady incline for quite some time. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's a good a good assessment. Yeah. But there's only one way to get there, Bob. That's right. If we wrap this up, so ladies and gentlemen, and by ladies, let's who are we kidding? There's no females that listen to the TNA Crossline podcast. <laughs> Fellas, if you want to join us next week, it is a it's a date of fate. The Swanton against the Stroke. It's Hardy. It's Jarrett. It's next week. The last show at the Asylum. An end of an era. Until then, for Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Conner Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Three live crew, we be dropping like bang. We still be getting round. Three live crew, we still be about it. We be dropping like bang. Cause we be doing the damn thing. We the three live crew, and it's me, the B Jizzle. I'm rocking on that mic, can't you hear that fizzle sizzle? I step into the game yelling, Lord, I live from Mexico all the way to the USA. We last on up and watch them get dropped. Three live crew, through the death, dropping hip hop. Still be getting rowdy. Still be bouncing back. Like, bang. Be doing the damn thing. 3LK, TPG, 8 to Z. I'm running the game like a PIMP. No me importa lo que digan porque te dije. Yo sigo siendo el número uno. Orale, rip it up, Suntan. No.
down with time to bring it. Let me hear y'all sing it. Why the three live swing it? Swing what? Swing it, boom, that goes bang. Oh, you didn't know? That we be doing the damn thing. Still be getting wild at it. And you still be about it, about it. And you be dropping like bang. Cause we be doing the damn thing. Still be getting wild at it. Still be about it, about it. We be dropping like bang. We be doing the damn thing. We be dropping like bang. We still be getting wild. We still be about it. We be dropping like bang. Cause we be doing the damn thing. No me importa lo que digan porque te dije. Yo sigo siendo el número uno. Orale, whip it up, Suntan. And watch him get dropped. We live cool. Through the death, dropping hip hop. To the game yelling orale From Mexico all the way to the USA B-M-K-T-B-G-8 to Z I'm running the game like a B-I-M-P Good Lord, now I'm with time to bring it Let me hear y'all sing it Why the three live swing it Swing what? Swing it, boom, that goes bang Oh, you didn't know? That we be doing the damn thing Still be getting wild at it And we still be about it, about it And we be dropping like bang Still be thought about it.